All right, what is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is Wes Hoffman with Friends. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's been a while since I put out an episode. It's been probably about uh, three or four months now. But um, I'm back at it. And that's kind of how the um, ebb and flow of some creative projects go, is that sometimes you're going consistent and you're putting shit out and it's working and you're in the flow. And then other times uh, you're not really feeling it and you take some time off and you're working on other stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at. And um, if a lot of you that have followed me have probably known that I put out some music recently, I've been recording, um, I've been doing a bunch of different stuff. So I've been focusing on some different things and I really wanted to uh, focus on those things and, and really give my attention to one thing at one time. Um, I feel like I needed that. And um, when you start doing too many things, you start getting pulled too many different directions and then um, it just gets difficult for, for me. I don't want to say for everybody because some people like doing a bunch of different things at the same time and that's how their brain works. Mine works best when I can focus on one thing. And this podcast, you know, I'm, I really, I'll be completely honest with you all. I don't have a goal with this podcast. Um, my goal is to do the podcast and put out episodes. That's it. Um, I just said, I don't have a goal. And then I mentioned a goal, but like, that's not really a goal putting out episodes, trying to get a certain amount of followers or anything like that, that pertaining to a goal. I don't have anything like that. I'm not trying to get a million followers. I'm not trying to get even a thousand followers. Like that would be great if, if people, whatever outcome that happens from me doing this podcast, I'm happy with. So I just want to put that out there because sometimes it's good to have a goal and sometimes it's just to create good to create just to create. So that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> and with other projects, I do have goals. Um, and I think that's great. So, uh, this, what I've kind of realized that with this podcast is I see it as a way for two things. Um, it's a way for me to communicate with the world and to communicate with people that want to keep up with me. And it's a way for me to talk to in people that I feel like are interesting and share interesting conversations. So that intention has changed over time. Several different times. I mean, if you know me, I've been podcasting since 2014, about seven years off and on now. So um, I had a podcast called Strange House that I did with a bunch of my friends, my good friend Corey mainly. Um, Michael Hurst and Dane Dickman were a big part of that as well. And then my friend Dylan Seifert and Corey Miller were big parts of that. But, um, you know, we did a lot of stuff. We worked with a lot of, we did a lot of really cool stuff and, uh, I'm very thankful for those times. And then I also had my own podcast that was called Treehouse Network, uh, podcast for a while. Um, and you know, then I had, I, now I have this, it's Wes Hoffman with friends and, um, I just enjoy doing it. I just really enjoy I I like to talk. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I like to talk, and that's something that I've always known about myself. I like to tell stories, but at the same time, I also um, I like to have conversations with people, and I'm a verbal processor. And my mom actually recently we we talked about that not too long ago was that I've always been a verbal processor, even since I was young, and and what that means is like I process my thoughts by thinking about them and saying them out loud. And uh, I will even do this 
some of you may know this, some of you may not. I will even do this just by talking into the voice memos on my phone on long drives. Um, I'll put my AirPods in, I'll walk around my apartment, or I'll just put my phone on the dashboard and let it record, and I'll just talk about whatever I'm going through and whatever I'm thinking about. And I love that. And I always feel like I've just gotten done with a therapy session after it's over. It's this feeling of catharsis for me, this let go, complete, just, oh, I'm done. This feels so good to get that out. Even if... um, no one ever listens to that. I have hours worth of voice memos, uh, many that I have since deleted that uh, never ended up on a podcast or anything like that, Um, never ended up in a speech or an interview or anything. And uh, I am totally cool with that. It's not meant for to be consumed. It's meant just for me to let my feelings out and process whatever I'm thinking and feeling. So I have realized that that's a big part of me and who I am, and uh, that's why I like podcasting as well. And that's also why I like – I wouldn't even call it interviewing people, but that's why I like interviewing and having conversations with people because – Um, I, I just enjoy having those, like, you know, letting that out and sharing that with the world. And even when I was a kid, um, I really always enjoyed, you know, when you would go, you were hanging out with somebody, you go over to their house for a play date for a weekend, you know, or sleepover or something when you're younger and you start to get to be a teenager or like in high school and stuff, middle school, high school, and you start having these kind of deeper, you start sharing kind of your secrets. You start having deeper conversations about and being vulnerable and open about, you know, maybe uh, a a person that you liked or a thought that you had that you never told anybody. And uh, I have really always enjoyed those kind of conversations, these kind of conversations where you feel like your mind is expanding. So, uh, that is kind of where I'm, where, where I'm going. And that's, that's where really, truly where my conversations with Corey and strange house started is we would have these deep, deep conversations when we, we'd go on five mile runs together and we'd be running for an hour or so. And, uh, we just talk about stuff and we'd have these deep conversations after we would, uh, work at his donut shop and, uh, late at night, we'd, we'd talk about like where we wanted to go with our lives and what we were trying to do and uh, what was holding, what we felt like was holding us back. And I really enjoy those conversations. And we felt like maybe we should share these with the world. So that's where this is at. That's what I'm doing. I'm down here in my studio at Encapsulated Studios. I've been at this place now for Whew. Corey and I had this place for several years, but I've been here now for five and a half years. And so since November of 2015, and I really enjoy it. This is a uh, second home to me. It's only about 10 minutes away from my apartment. I come down here mm, three to five times a week. I've definitely been down here at least three times this week, and I will probably be back down here on uh, either tomorrow or Sunday. And I'm, it's kind of weird. I'm sitting in this room talking to myself. <laughs> uh, podcasting is one of those things where you know that uh, people are going to listen to it, to it. You know that it's going to be consumed by other people. So you are putting on a little bit of a voice, you know, uh, that knowing that knowing that people are going to be listening to it. it. It's almost with a microphone in front of you. You're putting on a little bit of a show. Let me let me put it that way. And that's another thing that. I have learned about myself is that I like to perform. 
And for a long time, I felt like there was something wrong with that, that it was wrong to enjoy the attention. It was wrong to uh, want to put on a show for people. And it, and it's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, think of all the, all of the performers, artists, musicians, um, dancers, people in musical actors, um, you know, people who sing and, and perform in musicals, do performance art, stand up comedians, all of these people that like to perform, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's some people that like to do it. There's some people that are absolutely terrified of being in front of a group of people. I truly don't care. I enjoy that. Um, I like knowing that people are going to listen to this and that may, that, um, is something that kind of drives me a little bit. Do I care if, how many people listen to it? No, I really, truly don't care. Um, it, it would be awesome if a lot of people did, but if a lot of people don't, if only a few do, then that's fine too. So, um, another thing that I really like to do is just kind of share what, who I am, where I'm at and, um, what I have been going through. And that's really what this podcast is about. So I want to share a few of those things here and um, I'll get to those in just a minute. First, I want to share a little bit about my music that I recently just put out. I recently released a new single called What's Left of Me. If you've been following me on Instagram or any type of social media, but mainly Instagram, I have been putting out a lot of interviews, uh, podcasts that I have been on as a guest, as well as uh, just sharing a lot of playlists and different things that it, that this uh, podcast has, or that this song has been featured on. So uh, the song is called What's Left of Me. You can listen to it at Wes Hoffman on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Amazon Music, anywhere that you listen to music, it is out there. YouTube, we have video on YouTube. Um, so first and foremost, I just wanted to share and say thank you to every single person that has listened to this song, watched the video, shared it with a friend, um, reached out to me, bought a t-shirt. We did t-shirts as well. Um, so the, a few of the people that we worked with, first and foremost, uh, I want to say thank you to the guys who play in my band. Um, Jacob Boyd is my best friend of 20 years. We've been playing music together off and on for 20 years. I kid you not. We have been together that long <laughs> and uh, he plays bass and just is my best friend. And, you know, he plays bass, but he does a lot more as far as just being an encouragement to me and, and really gassing me up and making me feel like, um, you know, I'm doing a good job and that I love sharing my music with him. He will, uh, always get really excited about it. And, uh, you know, he'll, and he'll give it to me straight. If it's not very good, he'll be like, Hey, that just sounds like a lot of stuff that you've written. I like it, but it just, it, you know, there's really nothing new there. And I appreciate that as well. And he's always played that kind of part in every band that we've been in together. So, um, Jacob Boyd, I love you. I appreciate you. Um, you did a phenomenal job in the video and um, every time that I watch it and that I see us on stage together, that when I watch the video, I think about how incredible it is that we've been friends for so long and that we've been playing music together off and on for so long. So, I mean, there have been many years in between different bands that we've played together in, but we've always kind of gravitated back to doing something like that together. So, um, and then secondly, I want to thank my good friend, Justin Undersay, um, has retinue. Uh, <laughs> he goes by Hez. 
So, Hez, I love you, brother. Um, you absolutely killed it on the drums. We recorded here at Encapsulated Studios where our... So, Encapsulated is this bigger place that um, has re- rehearsal spaces, but we also there's also a, re- a recording studio. There's a t-shirt shop and a record label here as well. So, we recorded um, in the place where our rehearsal studio is, and, and we recorded with Gabe Ussery and... Um, has you just absolutely killed it on the drums brother man he he absolutely did an amazing job i i so i play all the music except for the drums um on the songs that you're gonna hear on spotify i played the guitars the bass and i did all the singing and um i i cannot play drums though i'm not good at it it's just something that i've never i've i've tried it before but and i can keep a steady beat but i can't play you know, it's just something that I never practiced on. So when I demo these songs out on GarageBand, um, I just have kind of, a, a, I'm limited to what I can do. You know, I, I just kind of do what, uh, garage, I work within the confines of what GarageBand will let me do. I don't have any fancy plugins as of yet where I can program the drums or anything like that. I just kind of fill in what I think the drum should sound like. And when Hez and I were practicing these songs out, they just sounded a hundred times better than the demoed recording. And um, uh, like Hez is just an amazing person to work with. He's a very talented creative. He knows how to do so many. Hez is one of those people that knows how to, to do so a little bit of everything. And And I really respect that because I'm kind of like, I know how to play guitar and sing and write songs. And like, and, and, you know, so I'm a singer and a songwriter and a guitar player. And I'm not even really that great. I don't feel like I'm that great of a guitar player. Um, I, I'm, I would say I'm above the average player, the average person who knows how to just pick up a guitar and play a few chords. Like, but I'm not like, I'm nowhere near like this crazy, you know, music theory shredder type guitar player. Um, and Hez is one of those people that just like knows how to do a little bit of everything and can kind of like try something out and be good at it very quickly. And I really appreciate that about him. And and I really respect that about him and admire that. Uh, we recorded the first three songs together, I think. So um, Keep Your Focus, Follow Your Heart, and Fastest Gun in the West were all recorded by Hez um, in his basement studio at his house in Train, train Set Club. Um, and he did, did a phenomenal job in recording those as well. So, um, we, you know, we're just, we're taking it to the next step with, uh, working with Gabe and, and really getting into a uh, studio and, um, taking this to the next level. So, um, but Hez is just one of my favorite, he's one of my best friends uh, and I really am thankful for him. So, um, and then finally Johnny Wayner who plays guitar, um, who's also in the video, uh, we, you know, before the COVID happened, before all this, the pandemic, the pandy, <laughs> um, before the pandy happened, we were planning on doing a show in May of 2020 and at the sinkhole, and we were going to hopefully record a song by then and have it out and released to the general public, but that didn't happen. And we had added Johnny on second guitar so that we weren't really, you know, I was doing all the guitar stuff and sometimes you need somebody to back you up and sometimes you need to back somebody else up. So, um, that there's not just kind of like, uh, when you're a three piece, it gets, unless you're doing straight chords, it it gets a little tough sometimes. Like it just fills out the sound a little bit, I guess. And I'm really thankful for Johnny. He is, um, the, the youngest member of our group 
and uh, really brings a lot of energy and uh, youthfulness to us. And he owns a company called Left Out Apparel that I'm a huge fan of and I'm a customer of. I always am buying stuff from their new releases. And so make sure to check them out. It's L-F-T-O-U-T Apparel on um, Instagram. And he's just, uh, I have seen him grow. We have been friends now for probably four years and I've seen him grow in a lot of ways, four or five, four, three or four. And I, I've really seen Johnny uh, grow as a person and then, you know, step out and do this new business venture and c- continue to push that and, and see it grow. And it's just been really cool. So very thankful for all the guys in my band. Um, I'm very thankful for our uh, publicity and uh public relations partner Val over in France. Um, She has a company called What Happened to Your Band. And in November, so it's been probably about six months now that since I've known Val, I reached out to her and I was like, hey, what do you think about my music? I had been thinking about, hey, you know, I want to really give this music a a go. I really want to push it out and, and get it out to more people than just my friends and more people than just people in St. Louis more than just locally. So I reached out to, I found Val on Instagram, reached out to her and I said, would you be interested in helping me with my company or with my music? And she was like, well, let me listen to you, some of your stuff. And I hadn't even recorded these things. I just had demos. And so I sent her some demos and she actually really liked them. And that gave me, that was a little bit of an ego boost for me and helped me feel like, okay, maybe I've got something going here with the, with these songs. And so we, formally started working together. And I mean, just the amount of ears that she got this song into is incredible. So, um, and, and she is, uh, also a little bit younger. (laughs) I I mean, she might be a little bit younger. I'm, I'm a little bit older. Let me just put it that way. Um, and it's been really cool to kind of like work with her and just see, she is on top of it and is really communicative and, and has worked really hard to get this out to a lot of people. My good friend, Freddie D, did the video. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal work um, on the video. I had nothing but good things to say about him and uh, my my experience working with him. So thank you so much, Freddie. If you are looking to mus- do a music video, reach out to him, um, Freddie D'Angelo. Love you, brother. Um, Gabe Ussery, I already mentioned him once. He did a phenomenal job on the recording. Fan, absolutely fantastic. When I heard the rough mixes, I was like, oh my God, this sounds so good. I'm just, I, it already sounded great. And then when I heard the masters um, and even just the reference mix before it was fully mastered, I was like, yes, this is so good. So thank you so much to Gabe and my family here at Encapsulated Studios, Mike, Andy. Um, you guys are awesome. So thank you so much. And Thank you very much to my super supportive girlfriend, uh, Lisa. Uh, I don't think I would be able to do this without somebody behind me that was really uh, encouraging me and telling me that I was doing a great job and that they were proud of me. So that does not go unnoticed. Um, And she came down to the studio when we were recording and she came to the video shoot and was just a very, very supportive person to me. And I have a lot of hobbies. I'm going to get to that in here in a minute, but um, she's supportive of all of them. And I really appreciate that. So I love you, babe. Um, <laughs> so thank you guys. If you haven't listened to it yet, it's the opening to this podcast. I would love for you to go to um, wherever you listen to music and, um, 
give it a listen. It's four minutes long. Take four minutes out of your day to listen to this song. So all that being said, we have a song coming out on May 14th. It's called Far From Yesterday. You can pre-save it on Spotify. If you go to the link in my Instagram bio, it's at Wesley Hoffman. Um, Check that out. So now I'm going to get into a little bit of things that I've learned recently um, over the last, I guess it's been about it hasn't quite been six months, four months, five, four or five months that since I put out my last episode. Um, I recently started skateboarding. It's something I always wanted to do and never really took it up because I was like, um, I didn't know how to. Uh, when, I, when I was younger, in middle school and high school, I would watch these videos. There was something on Fox Sports Midwest every day at like 4 or 4.30 where it showed skateboarders and BMX riders. And then there, after that, there was a show about like motocross or something like that. And I thought that was the coolest shit ever. I was like, this is so cool to see these guys skate. They're talking about skating, how to do certain tricks, how they've learned. It was just such a, a dope show. I don't even remember the name of it, but it was awesome. And um, there was... I lived in a small town. We didn't have a skate park. We didn't even, it, it wasn't like a city where there's sidewalks everywhere um, or, or even a lot of parking lots. Like, um, so there was really no way to learn. I did find a skateboard. I borrowed one from somebody at one point. Like there wasn't even any skate shops around. You just had, you could go buy one from Walmart, but those aren't even really, those are basically toys. You know, those aren't really good skateboards. So um, it was one of those things where you could, um, like I, I borrowed a skateboard from somebody and I remember like I w- at night I would go out to my church parking lot cause I knew I wouldn't get in trouble. Even though the cops did go through there and I would have to hide from them sometimes. Um, uh, they would, they would patrol through there <laughs> or maybe I got complaints on me. I don't know, but, um, I would jump in the bushes real quick so they wouldn't see me and I could keep skating in the parking lot at like nine o'clock at night. And, I would just learn how to push and like roll around on a skateboard and I would try to do some stuff here and there, but I was always a little bit scared. I didn't have anybody to teach me how to do anything. So me and my friend Sarver would just hang out in the church parking lot at like 10 o'clock at night, you know, listening to music mildly loud. Um, we'd listen to like Pennywise and stuff like that. And, um, I would kind of go down the, the, the ramp. So there was a lot of like concrete ramps and stuff like that. So, um, but there was nobody to teach you. So you're just kind of, and there was no community of skate skaters to kind of show you different tricks and stuff like that. So you're just kind of goofing around. Uh, but I always had an interest in it. And now that I'm older, as I got older, like I always felt like, well, that's kind of silly. I shouldn't do that. And I'm 38 years old now. And I'm like, if I'm not going to do this now, when am I going to do it? And it's been really cool to see many people on Instagram talking about uh, picking up skating during the pandemic. And um, so I was like, you know, I should do that. I, I you know, if I'm not going to do this now, I'm never going to do it. And so I bought a board. Uh, I bought a board from, board from uh, Santa Cruz and they shipped it out to me. I got helmet pads and everything. And one thing that's really cool about skateboarding is that you learn, like at the beginning, you are not good. You're not going to be good. Like 
I don't care who you are. The first time you get on a board, you're not going to know tricks. You're not going to be very good at rolling around on it. Like you might pick it up and have more of a knack than another person, just like anything. You know, some people pick up a guitar and they just have a feel for it more than another person, but it takes practice. It takes getting out there every day or multiple times a week and getting on your board and you're going to get hurt and you're going to fall off. And it's the ultimate thing to do. Because you you literally will fall. You'll you'll literally jump off your board or fall, and there'll be things that are going to happen that um, are not fun. <laughs> you're going to try tricks, and you're not going to get them the first time. And so you have to keep at it. And it's such a good a good lesson in learning to be consistent. And I feel like that is now that I'm thinking about it. That's been my whole life with this musical journey. Is like I've been I have continued and continued and continued to put out music. Um, there was a long period where I didn't do anything, uh, about eight to 10 years, but I've been in so many different bands. Uh, we would always make it to a certain point and then something would happen. Some, you know, we, we would break up or I would leave or whatever. Like, you know, it just wouldn't end up working out. And so that's why this project is now called Wes Hoffman, because I'm, I'm playing the long game here. Like I'm not just putting out one song and hoping that it gets a million streams or, you know, a hundred thousand streams or whatever. Like, I'm going to be putting out music for a long time from this point. So this is the beginning of my musical journey again. You know, my musical journey started pretty much since I was a little kid and started playing piano. But, like, I am not too concerned with, oh, this only has this many. I'm, I'm really happy that how, ma- how many people have listened to it so far. But I'm in the long game here. Like, I am going to be putting out music for a long time now. And um, I think it's consistency – of, hey, you fall down, that didn't work, you get up, you try it a different way, you you just keep trying different stuff. And that's really a metaphor for life is, uh, I went through a major life transition, uh, separated from my wife, we're getting divorced, we're selling our house, we are, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a new apartment, I'm in a new job, I'm putting out new music, I'm doing a bunch of different stuff. I'm, but at the same time, I'm still me. And, you know, you kind of, kind of, if you look at your life as this big facet and you have relationships and you have your career and you have your hobbies and you have goals and you have your physical and mental health, these are all different things that you, we have to balance. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's fucking hard. It's hard to balance all that. Everything I just mentioned, and not even to mention your finances. So you have a career, you have a job. You have, okay, let me start over. (laughs) You have a career, you have your relationships. So you, you might be married, you might um, have a partner. Uh, Some of us have kids. I don't. So that's a whole new ball game that I know nothing about. Um, And then you have your hobbies and your interests and things that you want to do. Like, um, you know, even, even just, even if like your hobby is going to see live music, um, if it's not, a, if, you know, even if your hobby is going to the movies and watching movies, you have to make time for these things. Um, if you're like me, I have many hobbies. I play music. I love pinball and I make time to go play pinball a couple hours. Um, I love video games. I like drawing. Um, I, I like, um, podcasting, you know, so all, all and, and even, and then you think about like adding in things like just hanging out with your friends and your family, like, this is a lot to balance and not to mention then your finances. And that's a whole different thing that we have to figure out. So these are all like life is complicated, my friends. Life in the United States, and I'm sure in other countries, I haven't, I've only lived in Norway and that was a long time ago. Life is complicated. Um, 
it's it's not easy it, and there's a lot of things that we have to think about and work through so um take your time you know don't i find that i a lot of times i will find myself beating myself up making myself feel guilty or shameful for not doing enough or doing too little or not trying as hard as maybe i could and that's um that's not healthy <laughs> it's not healthy um so take your time as as time goes on and you work on it you i don't even i don't even like the word better but as we take our time and we continue to adjust and say you know with skateboarding this what i'm saying is like okay well that didn't work i need to i'm constantly adjusting like figuring out my approach that didn't work. I need to try something different. That relationship didn't work. I need to do something different or this isn't working in that relationship. We need to work together to figure out what's going on. My career just as a professional person in the working world has been that is, has been, I've, I had, I've had jobs for five years and then I've had jobs for several months where I was like, this is not what I want. I need to move on. And I think people were probably uh, on the outside looking in, like, what is going on with this dude? He, you know, changing different jobs all the time. It's because I refuse to settle. I refuse to settle for something that is not making me happy, something that is that I'm not finding happiness and enjoyment in. And, um, you know, now I'm in a great job and I really enjoy it. I've been there for almost a year and a half now and I, it's it's been fantastic. And, um, you know, I'm almost 40 years old and I finally found a job that, like, I could see myself doing for a long time and I'm really thankful for that. And same thing with the music is like, you know, I've done a bunch of different stuff and and uh, been in a bunch of different bands and I've finally kind of found my sound and my voice and things that are working for me. So if something isn't working for you, if it's not jiving, if it's not vibing, if if it's not where you want it to be, you can always change. And that is the biggest thing that now a year removed from this big transition in my life is that you can start over. You can start over. And a lot of us need to hear that. I needed to hear that. It is okay. I needed to start over from square one. And, and that meant new relationships, new place to live, new career, new lease on life. You know, we need that sometimes. And it doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, I'm almost 40 years old and that all happened when I was 36, you know, um, about to turn 37. Like I just saw that this, the life that I was living was not the life that I wanted. And I listened to a lot of Abraham Hicks. If you don't know who who or what Abraham Hicks is, go on YouTube (laughs) Um, and listen to some Abraham Hicks because the biggest lesson that I learned is that you can create the life that you want. But the problem is, is that a lot of us then see the life that we've already built. You might be with a family and you might be with a job and you might be with a certain person and things around you that you're like, this isn't really what I want. I want something different. And the hard part is, is letting go of of the life that you've already created and that's hard. It's like you're surrounded by all the you're surrounded by the result of all the decisions that you've made leading up until this point that that I've that you've lived for 30 years, 40 years. I that this is where I was 
everything around me was result of decisions that I had made leading up to that point. So then you have to start making new decisions. And sometimes those decisions are fucking hard. Sometimes that decision is, I need to move out of my house. I need to start new relationships, which means that old relationships need to end. And that's hard. And that's attachment. That's, oh, I don't want to let go of this thing, but I know that it's like, it would be good for me to let go of it. That's how I felt for like a couple of years was like, I had started a business that I, of course I didn't want to let go of. At one time, that was my dream. And so you get to a point where you're like, okay, it's time to let go. It's time to move on. But but other people will think I've failed. Oh, no. Like, yes, of course, other people probably think that I've failed. Of course, people, other people think that I'm probably crazy for if they knew my whole story. I, I don't think anybody out there knows my whole story, except for my best friend. Like, but, you know, a, a very small few, I can count on one hand of people that know the whole story. But that's just... You know, I had to let go of that. I had to let go of what people think. People might think this. People might think that. They might not know what's going on with you. They might not. They're going to make their own conclusions. I can't control that. I can control what I do. That's it. And that's going to sound so easy. When I would hear other people say that, I would think, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, that sounds so easy. It sounds so – it's so true. It sounds so easy. Like, of course it does. But it's it's so much easier said than done. But when you do it, then you can start building the life that you want. And the more that you're in this perspective, this way of thinking or this view of, oh, I'm in this relationship. It's not what I want. Oh, I'm in this job. It's not what I want. Oh, I live in this place that I don't want to live here. Oh, I'm, I'm just in these, all these situations and they're not what I want. That is prompting you to start looking at what you do want. And that's where I was. <laughs> that's where I was. So I started thinking about what do I, if I'm in this relationship that I don't want, and, and again, I, I, I don't want anyone to take this personal. Like it's not about the person. It was about the relationship and the person can be removed from, from the relationship. Like sometimes you meet a person and you love and care for them and you will love and care for them for the rest of your life. You will think of them and, and hope that they're doing okay, but you don't want to be in a relationship with that person. And I feel that we can feel that way about everyone, our family, our friends, our children. You're like, oh, my God, I, I, I don't like what this person's doing right now. I don't like what my kid is. I'm sure my parents probably think have, have thought about that about me many times. I don't like what Wes is doing right now, but I love him and I care for him. And you can be that way, and you, but you don't have to be in a relationship with that person. And that's okay. Um, and with jobs, like, oh, I, I, this was my dream at one point, and at one point it was thriving, but now it's not, so like, I need to move on. And realizing that everything, that life is fluid and life, things in life are temporary. Relationships are temporary. Jobs are temporary. Uh, we don't live in that world anymore where you keep a job for 30 or 40 years and then you retire. Like that's just not the world that we live in anymore. So realizing that life is temporary and that you can move on, that's an important part of it. And that's something, a really, really big thing that I learned. So two big takeaways. Be consistent. Keep trying. Skateboarding has taught me that. 
and you will get better if you keep doing it. If you try one time and you're like, oh, I'm not good at this. You ever played a video game and been like, oh, I, I started playing Apex Legends. And the first few times that I played that game, I had no idea what I was doing at all. And then I started watching some YouTube videos. I started playing a little bit more, talking to friends who play. And now I'm like, I would even say I'm pretty good. Like, I'm okay at the game. Like, I can actually kind of enjoy it because I know what I'm doing. Um, So keep trying. Realize that life is temporary and that the life that you are living right now is a result of decisions that you have made up until this point. So thinking about what kind of life do I want to live and what decisions do I need to make? So I need to undo a bunch of stuff. I needed to undo a bunch of stuff from my previous life. And and I'm not just talking about my relationship. I'm talking about other, many other aspects of how I was thinking about my perspective, just a lot of different stuff. Um, and then you can start to build the life that you want. So that is it. That's all that I got for you guys today. I've talked for 35 minutes. Thank you for listening. If you've listened to this far, um, I'm going to have some more episodes coming out soon. So uh, there are, I'm going to be talking to some people in the music industry. That's where I really want to go with this. I'm going to be doing some solo episodes. I'll be talking to just my friends and um, because I think we have good conversations and I want to share them with everyone and um, much love to you all. Thank you for listening. Uh, All that I ask is if you enjoyed this episode, please do share it and tag me on Instagram and I'll share it out to people as well. So much love, have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon.